Hello and welcome to another exciting episode of the Megavision Show, the companion podcast to Megavisions Magazine, where we chat about the latest Sega, video game industry, and pop culture news. I'm Chris, the editor of Megavisions, and joining me this week is Scotty and Marson. How's it going, guys? What's up? Whatever it takes. <laughs> uh, Sketchcraft is going to be joining us here in a bit. Um, he's off doing, uh, finishing up a few things. Uh, but one quick note. Uh, before we get started into the show, is uh, it's really exciting. Our Patreon has been growing by the day. We're almost at 150 patrons, which means that we're 75% of the way towards reaching our very first stretch goal, uh, where we're going to be adding four new pages to the magazine, where we're going to uh, include a recurring feature on arcade history, uh, which I'm really excited about. Uh, we had we had kind of something like that in the first six issues. Uh, Patrick uh, Scott Patterson wrote uh an arcade piece for us uh each issue it was really good we haven't done that uh in issue seven uh, but i want to bring something like that back so once we can hit this stretch goal uh we'll be able to uh have the extra funds to be able to bring in another writer uh and the uh to cover the extra cost of adding another uh, basically it's basically one page that would go into it one sheet um, but it, it equates to actually four pages in the magazine, if that makes any sense. Yeah, we need more arcade stuff because that's an important part of Sega. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's go around the room. Uh, Scotty, you want to start us off with uh, what you've been up to this week? Sure. Uh, I actually played... Well, one of the things I'm going to talk about was following the Panzer Dragoon stream, which is finally making some progress. I think we hit some slow points in that game, but now we're uh, chugging through some actual fights and stuff. But um, following it up, uh, going with a recommendation of a viewer, um, Sound Shower... Shit, shit, I'm so bad with the names. Um, (laughs) They recommended the game Amok on Sega Saturn. Like, you're running Amok, but it's spelled A-M-O-K. Have you guys heard of this at all? I've heard uh, of it. I haven't played it, though. Okay. Is that that a first-person... No, it's third person, but um, you, I don't know if you can actually even change the view to first person. The, um, if you look it up, uh, it, if you know the cover, you'll know the cover. But uh, actually, I'll throw it in the, uh, the chat. Real I definitely quick remember uh, the, seeing it, uh, but. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, uh, it reminded me of, well, let me read the back <clears throat> to paint this picture here, because I actually have the case here. You've been the hero. Save more worlds than you can count. Now it's time to unleash your destructive tendencies and play mercenary in a game guaranteed to plunge you into the depths of hell. Pilot a futuristic land crawler and a high-tech underwater sub through a series of missions based on destroying everything in sight. Um, So yeah, it it reminded (laughs) me of like uh, Future Cop LAPD or the War Games DEFCON 5 game. Have you guys played either of those on PS1 forever ago? I don't you, think I did. Um, I've okay. played Project Horned Owl. I don't know if you ever heard of that one, but that no, I fun. have not. Um, <laughs> That's on PS One. Project Horned Owl. Well, yeah, that was a system that got a lot of everything on it. Let me see here. Oh, I you don't recognize that cover at all. <laughs> that looks cool. Is it an on rail shooter? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Cool. That's pretty. Um, that's probably one of the first uh, PlayStation games I got when I got the PS One. Cool. I don't Me and have my to... brother played it. Did you play it with a blaster, like with a gun? Yeah, it was like a Mad Cat's blaster. But it nice. was like when I was younger, I was an idiot. So like the lens, like it, the gun 
looked like, you know, I thought you pointed like how you would a regular gun, but the actual like sensor was like on the back. So it was like this weird that's, gun. That's very, strange. I don't know, really strange, but, huh? But yeah, no, uh, that that's cool. I might try to find that because I, I will always love the on-rail shooters. Um, but this one, Amok, it's, um, it's, it's mostly underwater or for some reason the world is mostly underwater now, like it said, and uh, you're in this little pod with missiles and machine guns, destroying sharks and robot fish and whatever um, the frame weight, the frame weight, the frame rate was surprisingly solid, uh, especially when crazy stuff starts happening and just a bunch of grunts are running around and you're blowing them sky high and killing all these robots and turrets and tanks and other things. Um, it was uh, it was really fun. Somehow it's two player and possibly co-op. So I do want to try that and see how that how that flows um but it's a good little fun actiony thing and i looked it up because i don't even remember when i got it but i guess it goes for like 20 bucks i'd recommend it if you've got someone to play with uh because it it is hard it is difficult right away um so mm-hmm. i actually put in a code for invincibility because i said screw it because how much fun is it to stream and people watch you die like a thousand times anyway so um <laughs> But uh, it, it was cool. Uh, Amok uh, was a good time. And then uh, another game I played um, was on PS Plus a little bit ago, which is surprising because it just released in June of 2018. On um, Rush, have you guys heard of that? The crazy arcade, almost League of Legends style racing game. Yeah, we. I think we had it in the last issue. Um, oh, oh, did we? we were, yeah, uh, I think we reviewed it. Sure, boy, what a <laughs> review that was. Um, <laughs> Oh, quick thing. Also, the Project Horror and Owl thing, the artist for that anime stuff is the guy, same artist who did Ghost in the Shell. So it's the Uh-oh. exact same uh, anime explains. style. Also, if you ever heard of Elemental Gear Bolt 2. Yes. Um, uh, or same wait. Oh, I'm thinking developers. of Elemental Gimmick Gear on Dreamcast. Oh, no. <laughs> Gear Bolt. Gotcha. That's yeah, cool. Look it up later. All good stuff. Yeah. Um, I don't. I don't see our review for it, Chris. You sure it was last issue? I think it might have been the one before that. It may have been, but I. I, I do believe we re- reviewed. It. I think David uh, actually reviewed it. So gotcha. Uh, yeah. yeah, I'm leafing through. You can hear those beautiful pages I'm leafing through right now, but I don't see it in mm. issue seven. But whatever. Um, it's fun. It's very arcadey. It, the reason I say it's like League of Legends is because you are. It's not so much racing as it is staying with your posse and trying to destroy the other team that's also racing at the same time. So I think it's like eight on eight. Um, I had no idea what I was doing the first few races, uh, but I earned like five trophies in the tutorial. If that tells you anything, um, but it's uh, it's good. It's I enjoy it. I want to try to play online. I think something. Ha- I think the company who made it actually went under shortly after it was made. Unfortunately, or something crazy happened that just like really hurt the game. But I love arcadey racers a lot, so uh, I will. I'll definitely be playing more of this and just. Yeah, I think it's made by some of the same guys that did uh, the MotorStorm games on PS3. So that kind of tells mm-hmm. you how crazy and explosive it is. Um, but it's good, and uh, it goes for like thirty bucks. But it was on PS Plus. I don't know. Uh, if somebody wants to play with me, hey, then then go buy it. But <laughs> um, it's fun. And then uh, otherwise, I jumped into a random couple of matches at Duke Nukem 3D 20th Anniversary World Tour, whatever the hell it's called, edition, and got my butt handed to me. But it was cool to finally do that again because nobody's playing any of those old shooters I play. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I played some stuff other than Panzer Dragoon. Hooray! Yeah, I want to 
I I remember the MotorStorm games for having the best mud in any game yeah. I've ever seen. Like it was so awesome. Just the the uh, their 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 mud physics was on point. Yes, it was. I do recall that. That's uh, those are good. They're still good games. There's not much to them, but um, yeah, Onrush is cool and fun and almost unfortunately reminds me of Fortnite in some areas, but it's cool. Oh, dear. Still. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, Marson, what have you been up to? Uh, well, I did play some Shenmue, but the biggest thing is that I got a new car this week. Oh. Um, I finally sold the piece of shit 2003 Jaguar that just kept <laughs> getting busted up. They gave it to me for 600 I accepted because I don't think it was worth any more than that. And they still have to make a profit, so I, I got that. But, uh, yeah, I got a Mazda 2015 Mazda 3 iSport hatchback car. Yay, hatchbacks. Yeah. Um, gotta, yeah. Gotta carry the, your drums in it. <laughs> the mileage is really good, you know, and, like, I've been – I was – getting using premium gas for the jag and this is regular oh, so Jesus, i'm yeah. saving money in other spots here and there except <laughs> now i got a monthly car bill but right it's like 220 a month but yeah that that's been my week 220 a month is not bad for a car payment we no, pay like really good <laughs> pay over 500 for jimmy's truck so yeah jesus <laughs> i i went from a, an suv to my little hatchback now and i have a feeling that i did not change gas but i have a feeling you have about the same difference that i did now <laughs> yeah oh for sure that's crazy um so i've man i've been having uh I, like i was saying before the the stream i've been doing a lot of stuff but not really playing a lot of games. Uh, I had a, an awesome interview with Benedict. Uh, he's one of the co-founders of Strictly Limited Games. So uh, I talked about it a bit, but I'm doing a, a feature in issue eight on kind of the rise of these uh, limited, limited run publishers, just like limited run games. Um, because it seems like there's more and more popping up every day. And I want to kind of take a look at how this all started, where it's going, uh, and what the future of this whole model, this kind of the small burgeoning industry, um, where it's going to be going. So I uh, had a great interview with him. Uh, they're also the uh, the guys that uh, are doing the Project Hardcore uh, release on the Genesis. This was, I think we talked about it uh, last episode, um, but they they found this unreleased game that was developed by dice um, it was for the genesis and they're basically doing some extra work on it and are going to release it uh on playstation uh 4 i think playstation vita um and it's also coming to the analog sg uh which is the the new uh sega genesis style uh system that's going to be coming out uh, actually later this month um, and it's going to be preloaded on every uh, one of those systems. So it's kind of exciting for those um, who are wanting to play this game. This is going to be like the first place you're going to be able to play it. But I think they're going to open up pre-orders here pretty soon uh, for the game. Um, speaking of the Analog SG, uh, I got really, ex- I got kind of jealous, excited, uh, all in one, green with envy maybe. But uh, everyone on line started posting pictures of him getting uh review copies of the analog sg and i don't know did you guys see those like popping up everywhere yesterday (laughs) i didn't didn't, but 
I saw, yeah, people already uploaded like the startup chime, the startup screen, other stuff here and there on like YouTube. I didn't actually listen to any other. I just saw it was like popping up on my feed and everything. But uh, but yeah, it's it's everywhere. And I sure can't buy it now because I picked a hell of a time to start moving. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it looks like Analog sent out a bunch of uh, review systems. And uh, it looks like the... Uh, the embargo is going to be up on um, the 25th of March, which coincidentally is going to be the same day they start shipping copies uh, to people who pre-ordered the system. Um, it was originally supposed to be sometime in early or mid-April, but they announced that, hey, we're shipping them early. Um, they're pulling a Sega Saturn here. Uh, but Except it works in this era. <laughs> right, yeah. Um, so, yeah, you don't usually find that uh, a system or a product like ships early, uh, a few weeks early, which is, is really good news, um, rather than, you know, being delayed. But this system is, is, is different from a lot of the other uh, clone consoles that have been released up to this point in that it's an FPGA, uh, you know, system. So it's not doing, like, software emulation. So it should, you know, be able to play everything at 100% uh, accuracy like we discussed last issue or last uh, podcast. Hmm. And um, I'm really excited about it. Uh, Analog, they've already published uh, their, their like, uh, the, the instruction manual or whatever that comes with it. So you're able to go in and look uh, and, and read at some of the different features that it has. And man, there's lots of things that you can customize like in the, the back end of the system, like all the different um, sound things that you can do it's uh there's different uh filters you can add some of it's like the same kind of stuff that you can do on other clone consoles but it looks like you can do a lot more uh with this one and i'm i'm super stoked so so stoked in fact that i ended up having to go and pre-order one <laughs> uh so it was uh ended up i think rob and, and some of you guys were giving me crap about it last podcast, rob was but... i tried to help you but you no, set no, yourself no. up you, no. you're like oh it's not even that much it's like 150 i'm like chris it's 189 <laughs> Which is like, you know, like 40 extra bucks. I got it. But it's still, I think for what it is, it's, it's, I think it's going to be a, a good system. It's more of those, it's a premium system. You're, you're having to pay for the, the it's quality. quality stuff. The thing is like the, the super NT and the NT are both quality made FPGA. Like you said, there's crazy things you can do within it. And it's just, it's a good product. And for me, I, I have this like thing where I have to, I have to buy like new uh, technology like this, new hardware. Like I, I like being part of the conversation. Uh, I don't like to be left out. And I like to be able to cover the stuff uh, for the, uh, for the, for the website and for the magazine. Um, I was thinking it would be pretty cool to bring it uh, with us when we go to too many games and yeah. uh, we can have it there um, playing some uh, Genesis games and stuff. Um, I ended up getting the Japanese version, um, which uh, I was almost pulling the gun. They have an all white model that you can get, and it looks really cool. Um, but I was then I started thinking like if I if I dock it with my Sega CD, it's going to look kind of mm, awkward. Right. Um, so I just wanted something that kind of blended in it a little bit better. But I wanted something a little little different. So I went with the Japanese Mega Drive uh, version, which I don't own one. Um, I have I have all the different models of North American uh, Genesis that were released, and then I also have I think um maybe a model one or two European mega drive that I got when I was in England. Um, but I don't own a Japanese mega drive. So I figured, Hey, this is kind of the, the next best thing, I guess. So um, I went that route. So more to come. I should have it maybe by the time we do the next recording of the podcast, 
Um, I I might be able to get it in by then. If not, wow, they ship that fast. I guess they already shipping. They said, huh? Um, I don't know. I haven't got a shipping notification yet. Um, but but we'll see. I'll, I'll keep you guys um, keep you guys updated on that. Um, one last thing that I went and did. Uh, I last weekend I went out to Monster Mania Con um, out here in New Jersey. Uh, have you guys ever heard of that convention? Nope. I've heard. I've seen you posted, but I have not heard of it. Personally. Yeah, it's it's one of the biggest uh, like horror conventions that we have here uh, in the Northeast. Uh, there's another one coming up here in a couple of weeks called uh, New Jersey Horror Con in Atlantic City. Um, but Monster Mania Con is basically in my backyard. It's like a 20 minute drive for me, uh, and it's awesome. Uh, last year was a huge clusterfuck because they oversold. Oh, I remember you talking about that. Oh my God, it was a nightmare. We went in and basically the fire marshal shut everything down. He wasn't letting anyone inside the building. And so basically uh, there's (coughs) other other buildings uh, outside of the main uh, hotel where it's at. And so a lot of times people will go to those other buildings to get uh, uh, signings and, and photo ops. And so there were people that would leave to go get uh, a signature and then come back and they were being refused to entry basically because there were no literally like the fire marshal would not let anyone more any more people in and so it was just this everyone was mad but um thankfully this year it seems like they got it all figured out uh, we went on sunday uh which was a lighter day anyway um i was hoping to be able to get a photo with christina ritchie because she was there this year uh, turns out she was only there Friday and Saturday, which is kind of a bummer. Damn. Um, and but I did see Meatloaf. He was there. <laughs> Meatloaf was there. Consolation uh, prize, yeah. I guess. <laughs> I didn't end up getting a, a photo with him, but they also had a little kid from the new Halloween movie. Have you guys seen the new one? Mm, yeah, no. I've seen the new Halloween movie, but I don't. You know the kid that's doing. um that's getting babysat, and he's like super funny. Uh, it's one of the girls that uh, she's babysitting him and he 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 has a bunch of really great lines in it um oh and, yeah i know who you're talking about yeah, 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 yeah it's yeah, the scene yeah. where michael myers is basically in his claw yeah yeah yeah, yeah. and yeah, that, that kid was there um and he was great um he was just uh it was, it was really cute his dad was like the one i assume it was his dad but he was the one like um taking the payment and everything and he's just sitting there on his like his phone manager playing. yeah but the kid was just sitting there on his phone just playing games and you know he's just being a little kid and you know, he then people would come up, take a photo with him, and you know, he seemed just so enthusiastic. Um, so he seemed like he was having a good time being there. Um, but outside of that, I, I I did pick up a few things. Um, I got a a new comic that just came out called The Living Corpse. Um, Ooh. and so they had a bunch of their uh, the people that make it, their artists, the writers, and stuff that I had I was able to get signatures of all that. It was pretty cool. Read through it, uh, and I'm 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 looking forward to more of that. Um, it was pretty interesting. And then uh, I I met this one dude that his name was uh, Clay Astroman, and he makes these books that are essentially like Goosebump style books, but they're geared towards adults. Uh, and so he was selling. He had uh, two of those books there. Uh, and so I picked up one of them and I started reading it and uh, it seems pretty cool so far. And uh, lastly, I picked up a new board game because I, I love, love playing board games. And it's called Mixtape Massacre. And it's super, super cool. I guess they kickstarted it uh, a few years ago and they had, uh, you know, some of them on hand. So I picked one up. Um, they're kickstarting a new game and man, their Kickstarter, they funded it day one. 
like it's like a super popular series apparently uh and so they launched it like i think they launched it the day of or the day before or during monster mania con and so i went up there and i was talking to them they're like yeah we just launched this new kickstarter for kind of like the sequel to um mixtape massacre and there he's like it's so awesome because we just we already funded the whole thing and we still have like 30 days to go and so i think they just hit their first stretch goal um but anyway, the premise of Mixtape Massacre is you're, uh, you're a serial killer in this town. You get to pick which character you want. And you have to go around the map um, going into these um, different buildings uh, and, and killing a person. And if you kill a person, you get a souvenir. And so the first person who collects 10 of these souvenirs wins the game. But there's all these like added elements to it. And if you end up getting um, like right next to another uh player on the board then you have to do a brawl and so basically these two serial killers are fighting each other and each serial killer has their own kind of um uh weapons and abilities and all this stuff so it's, it's actually really neat uh, i think when we uh, all meet up for too many games i think it's going to be a game that we'll have to play together yeah sure. that sounds awesome yeah it's it's pretty pretty cool so um that's pretty much uh, what I, I've been up to. I also got a new uh, one gig internet, which I was super excited about. But turns out, like it's it's not even any faster than what I was having before. Um, <laughs> I think I'm having. I, I I did do some checking, so I, I checked like the speed that I'm getting coming into my modem, and it's close to a gig. It's close to what it's supposed to be. But from my modem to my actual devices, it's like way lower than that. And so I think I may need to upgrade my modem or something. I don't know, man. So if there's anyone out there, that racket. Do, yeah, I have Verizon FiOS, the one. How old's your modem or router? It's modem a couple router. years old, and I thought that it was they wanted to replace it, but he told me the the guy that installed it, he was like, "Oh, this is this this is like the the most current or the most up to date modem that we have." Is it and AC? Do you know? I don't know what that is. And like an AC router, because there's like there there's are like different generations. There's like N G. Does it oh, have AC. air conditioning? Yeah, does it have <laughs> AC? <laughs> asking. It runs off gasoline. <laughs> uh, but I don't know. So I looked it up, and it he was he was right because I I didn't believe him. I thought he was just bullshitting me. Um, it is the the latest uh, model that Verizon sells. So. Um, but I did hear uh, that some. I I looked it up, and some people were saying when they upgraded to, um, I guess, a Nighthawk modem that or router that it it fixed the issue. So I, I may end up looking at that. I don't know. I don't. Yeah, know. I don't really know anyone personally that sticks with the router that their provider gives them or the uh, yeah, yeah router. Yeah. Are you renting it or did you buy it straight I, up? I bought it. So, well, I was renting and then I, I found it one on eBay and bought it for like 50 bucks. And yeah. so I've had that and it's never given me any problems. Um, it's, it's been really good, but uh, just for whatever reason, it's not, I'm not getting the speed from the modem that it should be. So if there's anyone out there that is listening and you've run into this problem or you have any tips, let me know because um, I'm all ears to figure out how to fix this. So. Tune in next time for well, Chris might not be here, and <laughs> you might see Router Adventures Verizon HQ. Yeah. So, um, all right, that's going to wrap it up for what we've been up to. Now we're on to everyone's favorite segment, Scotty's Mail Sack. 
Yeah. Oh, now it's mine. Scotty's mail sack. <laughs> your it's not even the mail, mail sack. sack. Well, you're, oh, you're the one that has the sack in your house, right? That's well, yeah, in my house and in my hands. Next week, he'll just say Scotty sack. <laughs> yeah, it's going to get to that. So <laughs> let me just uh, open up and see what we've got in the old sack here for everybody. That's right. We uh, got some plies on the Twitter and the Discord. Uh, on Twitter, at Greedy Mirasama asks, here's a podcast question. Do you honestly think Sega has learned from Mania, Sonic Mania and Sonic Forces, or has nothing changed? I ask this because the bait and switch of the R for the newest racing game leads me to believe they still don't understand how to properly gauge their audience. So what he's referring to is before the name of Team um, yeah, C- Team Sonic Racing released, all they had was the logo and just an R, which looked very similar to the R from Sonic R, the mm. Sega Saturn racing game, um, which is notoriously not great, but has a Europop soundtrack that everybody swears by, or some people do. <laughs> yeah. I'm talking about myself. And um, myself. <laughs> okay, yeah. one person, myself, I swear. Yeah, uh, well, yeah. Uh, <laughs> but, um, yeah, that's, that's what they did was kind of a bait and switch. Uh, they just showed that R before releasing the rest of the logo, and I think I think at that point we did know that Sumo was making it as well, so there was a good bit Mm -hmm. of hype around that. Um, I'll say real quick, uh, that was admittedly painful for me because that R, I was excited, but I knew there was no way they were re-releasing Sonic R or like revamping that in any way. Uh, My two cents is they knew exactly what they were doing because nostalgia sells. So even if it's for like the nichest of the niche group, they knew what they were doing. So what do you guys think? Especially Sega. But yeah, I was thinking that, yeah, I... I don't know if, if anything has changed because, I mean, Mania and Forces, they were, again, two different teams who worked on it, right? But right. The Sonic Forces was Sonic Team, which was, you know, which is like their go-to main Sonic developer. And, you know, they released it and it was, you know, okay, I guess. Um, I feel like there, there's there's still this splintering of the company where... There isn't like really one clear vision per se, and every there's like different, I don't know, branches and schools of thought that I don't know conflict with each other. In my if opinion, there's one thing that's been consistent is that whole ideal within Sega from the very early days, like in the '90s. It's it's always been that way, where it seems like each region has their own strategy, and they're not. There's no like it doesn't seem like there's any synergy from you know Sega of Japan in the West. There always seem to be at odds, even yeah. today. I mean, it's always going to be like that. You still see different cover art just for games. It comes down to just simply that, you know, it, different types of marketing for different areas and cultures. Right, but I, I think that it's 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 not as, like, you don't see that necessarily with Nintendo. It seems like, you True. know, Japan runs everything from Nintendo, and basically all the other regions just basically follow what they're directed to do. Whereas it seems like... Sega of America has always pushed back and has always tried to take some of the things that Sega of Japan is doing and, and, and like you were saying, like, you know, repackage them into a way that is going to be better received by the Western audience. Um, whereas, and I don't know if maybe it's just Nintendo's characters just are, have a, a more global appeal compared to Sega or what, I don't know, you know, why that is, but um, there just seems to a disconnect between Sega right. of America that you don't see in some other 
the other companies like you know Sony and and Nintendo. But yeah, I think honestly, as a whole, I think it's a big question mark because um, Sonic Mania and then seeing Sonic Forces and then playing Team Sonic Racing at E3, you know, it just makes it seem like they took you know one step forward and then two steps steps back, in my opinion, with Forces and Team Sonic Racing because I thought they had a great game on their hands and I, and an IP when they did the all-stars racing mm-hmm. and there were, you could tell there was like, you know, love put into it. In my opinion, like there's just a lot of Sega stuff. I don't think they need another Sonic focused game. Right. When there's so many IPs that exist in their library and why not, you know, let them shine. But I, I don't know. I think it's a big question mark. I mean, again, th- I mean, but then there are other things that they do, right? Like they, you know, released, the Shenmue games, like people have been asking that forever, and then they finally did it, you know. And then they have a bunch of cool like IPs and and things that they release for PC. That's a big focus for them. Um, but yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I, I'm still not sure about like a clear vision. Yeah, you know, I don't know, and I don't know if this says anything. But I was looking, trying to find some sales numbers for Forces. Um, America is to blame as usual. Uh, but. <laughs> Apparently, uh, it sold the best in the U.S. with out of the grand scheme of all the units, 42% was the U.S. market, and then 25% was Europe, and then 5% was Japan. Well, Europe, um, I mean, the United States also has the biggest concentration of furries, so I think that also <laughs> has a thing to do with it. So. It might, yeah. Um, half of that was on Switch, though, which is interesting. Uh, half the sales were on Switch, and then thirty-seven percent on PS4, and thirteen percent on Xbox One. I mean, that kind of—that's not too surprising, though, because who even has an Xbox in Japan? Um, yeah, that's true. But yeah, and then com- I—I'm not even going to look up Mania. We know it did over a million at one point, and kept going from there. But um, yeah, I don't know. It's uh, oh boy, I. I don't know if the question so much is has the, have they learned to as it is to who's doing the marketing in what area and do they know who they're talking to? <laughs> I don't know. Um, but uh, and then we got some questions from our Discord. Uh, Vetted Games asked, "How do you guys feel that a Yakuza spinoff? He's talking about Judgment or Judge Eyes is getting delayed because one of the actors did a typical Yakuza action." Um, Kind of funny and true, but I mean, this is a weird, another weird one because uh, Sega or Sega Sammy, you know, as a whole, they're dealing the Sammy, the Sammy portion, and I mean Sega too. They deal in like the pachinko slots and stuff. That's gambling, and the Yakuza are known to deal with that side of the business right that they're they have a big influence in that side but i feel like that's just like a you know a known thing but you don't say or you don't talk about it but you know if it when you release a game and then your voice actor gets caught doing cocaine or whatever he was tested for yeah it was um, cocaine he had a little bit of cocaine yeah I mean, I don't know. Just I don't, a I don't know. Bit of cocaine. <laughs> just, just like a teaspoon. I was reading this headline: small quantity of cocaine, and I've said that in a very less insane way. I don't know. <laughs> What's weird though is that why is he even getting drug tested? Like, who's who's drug testing him to, you know, to to Maybe even got find pulled this over by the cops or something? I don't know. That's weird. But yeah, I I, I watched a um, a video about this, and apparently, like, this is you know, like doing it's a drug big deal it's a big deal in japan like it's not like 
where it is in America where you know like you get busted for you know possession and I'm I'm talking about celebrities now not even just the regular regular people here yeah. but even celebrities if they get busted not even for in possession but just like this guy um you know failing a drug test or admitting that you've done drugs like you will go to prison you it's not one of these like you get a slap on the wrist like you lose your career like you're done like anything that you're related to gets pulled whether it's um songs like tv um like syndication they'll pull all of that stuff um and it's it's just nuts man it's 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 crazy but uh and it's even for it includes marijuana as well but uh, the video i was watching today apparently i didn't realize this but like pre-world war uh two uh i guess that um marijuana was legal in japan and it was very after the yeah, after america kind of came in um and brought in a lot of like the the western culture and, and puritans right then it was been it has been all drugs and everything um it's just kind of this hardline stance is to kind of take it over and permeate the culture so it is it is weird like he kind of said that you know like this is a very yakuza kind of thing and this game has caused the whole thing to get delayed um which is weird my I mean, it's definitely partially a pr thing too you know public right, image is still right, right. really mm. number one i mean that's for any company you you see like people or news anchors you always see all the time who get in trouble advertisers pull out because they don't want to be associated with that particular person and then the company has to fire them because then it just looks bad for them as a whole mm-hmm. so you know but like i'm curious if the western release will get delayed too but i don't think so don't know and I he, uh, he's one of the main kind of villains in the game is who the but no one the in the united states will be like is. oh i know who that is you know what i mean like, is, yeah no I'm, I'm just saying like they if they wanted to like replace him because uh the video that chris mentioned uh, i also watched um the ps4 remastered of yakuza 4 they had an actor replaced in the game and his voice replaced mm-hmm. um even though allegations were actually proven false later on Mm-hmm. Um, but they completely replaced him, but he was not as much of a main character as this actor uh, is portraying in Judgment, unfortunately. Right. Um, so it would be a lot of work, but um, and also to just add about that, the video that Chris mentioned, to kind of put this in a view of how intense it is over there, for people that might not know, um, there was an actress who, she was retired and was caught with weed, and after that, episodes of her show that were in syndication were taken off the air. Uh, DVDs with uh, her in them were recalled. Um, a theme song used in a show. That show no longer <coughs> used that theme song. This She was retired. She wasn't even actively working, and this happened as a result of her being caught with just weed. Meanwhile, over here, yesterday, a new clinic opened up near, my, near where I live that has medicinal marijuana ready to go. <laughs> So it's just crazy. I was trying to like equate this to something in the States. And the best thing I could come up with was, would be like, cause drugs are not as, uh, as we've talked, not as big of a deal over here as they are over there. Um, But I was thinking like, okay, it, it's kind of on the same level with that Michael Jackson documentary that just came out. Mm. It would be like if he was still alive and if for some reason they were remaking the moonwalker game or like making a new video game related to Michael Jackson like that would definitely just cease production following that but it's just different cultures and like that's a you know the things around that are kind of on the level it seems with like drug use over in Japan just like once that's done you are done no one wants to like even be linked to you in any way it seems 
Yeah. Does that so, make sense? Yeah, no, it, it totally does. Um, it's just kind of a bummer because I know how much hard work the um, the translation team, the localization team at Sega of America has been doing. And yeah. so um, hopefully, you know, hopefully this doesn't mean that they're going to, you know, just completely scrap the game. Um, yeah, that's just so built. much wasted money. I don't think they'll, they would do that. That just seems like a stupid idea. I think what more than anything, maybe they'll just like lay low for a little bit until this whole thing blows over and then release it here in the States and just kind of keep it quiet in Japan, but then release it in the West where we don't care about that kind of stuff. If anything, we probably, it probably makes more people interested in the game. Exactly. Um, and so, um, so yeah, um, I, I think the game will still release. Um, when is it set to, to actually come out? In June. Oh, I, yeah. I, I will say this. I don't think it's even going to be delayed. No. Right. I think um, it will come out on time. It actually already released in Japan. In Japan, uh, it came out, yeah. In December. But like more shipments got delayed for whatever reason. Yeah, it already came out, but I think they're just, they're not, no longer, you know, selling new units. Right. Um, and maybe right. the other ones got pulled from the shelves. But if the game is delayed, I don't think this would be the cause of it. I think maybe just if they needed more time. Um, but I, I hope I'm right anyway. So. It's such a crazy thing. Yeah. But um, And then we got another question. Uh, a good question, though. Uh, we got another question in Discord from El Comanche. Uh, they ask, would you support a Fantasy Star Online if it came out for Switch or the new Google console? Also, when are the physical versions of issues one through six megavisions coming? <laughs> I need them. Um, I would definitely support a Fantasy Star Online because I completely missed that boat during the Dreamcast and the GameCube era. Mm. Uh, for Switch, yeah. For the new Google console that we don't know anything about, I don't know. <laughs> we'll talk more about the Google console later, but let's, yeah. let's maybe we'll just focus on the idea of PSO coming out. Um, I think the answer is, is yes. Um, probably for every Sega fan or Sega nerd. But the problem is, is that I don't, they, they're going to have to do something with PSO because I, I think that formula needs to be updated uh, because I, I think releasing what PSO was, um, and I, I didn't play a lot of PSO too, but I think it's, it's, it's going to have a hard time finding a, uh, a place an audience in an already crowded exactly. MMO field. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Without doing something radically different and, and just mixing things up, they're going to have to do something <laughs> there. And I don't know really what that would be, um, but it just, it, it has to be a more dynamic game than what we had back in the day. Right. It's very hard to watch someone. <laughs> it, it, you can play PSO now, like on Dreamcast online with people. It's very hard to watch a stream of that, though, because so little happens and just the yeah. communication. It just, it, yeah, you know. it's lots of repetition. It's going right. back and playing the same levels over and over and over again, because what it really is, I mean, you could say it's a glorified chat room, um, which is kind of what you can say about a lot of MMOs. But you're really just you're grinding for gear. <laughs> like right level. right that's really all it is um and so um they're they're gonna have to do something to address that because i just i don't think that it would have the staying power um to do that and and that's probably why the game hasn't released over here because that sega of america or sega of japan they've made that determination that that game probably just wouldn't be a good financial investment for the west right now Right, yeah. I mean, it's kind. Of, did you guys ever get into PlayStation Home? 
Yeah, a bit. I, I did. I actually, I, I liked PlayStation Home. It oh, was man. a weird. Yeah, Marson, did you ever dive into that? No, I just haven't touched it. <laughs> okay. Well, it's you can't now. It's dead. But yeah. um, <laughs> <laughs> um, it was basically an interactive forum, like a la The Sims or Second Life. I feel like people would equate it to that now, because mm-hmm. um, it's just as much interaction almost with each other. Um, so, but yeah, they would definitely have to modernize it. But I think if done the right way at the right time, timing is everything when it comes to MMOs like this, I think it could succeed if they knew how to market it and pull off the nostalgia thing again, even though it's hard to even call that nostalgia since PSO two did release in the past 10 years, but whatever. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, that was at uh, Chris. Did you want to address that other question there with issues one through six? Sure. Yeah. So El Comanche, he's been very vocal in our Discord, uh, which is awesome. I'm I'm really <laughs> happy that we have people out there who want it, the first six issues. Um, and we've we've been getting a lot of emails, a lot of things on social media and, and our Patreon for people asking this. Uh, so I'll try to answer the question. I've I've tried to address it, um, you know, to, to the, all these people one to one. But for anyone else who's kind of wondering, so the reason why we have not released issues one through six uh, in any other form than what they were originally released in is because um, those first issues were all digital and they had a ton of interactive elements so this was like um, movies um, movable images scrolling text um, all those sorts of things so it was just one of those things where it's very hard to translate that um, into like a pdf like it's just you can't do it without doing a lot of background work and stuff on it Mm -hmm. Um, i can't say graham has been doing some work to see um, how much time it would take to be able to do some of that um because uh, it's just like I said, it's going to take a lot of work. So we'll see what happens. There's there's no definitive plans right now to release um, them digitally. I would love to be able to do that just so we can kind of keep them alive. Like they're n- never going to go away. So we definitely want to do something like that. Um, and if we're ever able to do that, um, I don't know. Maybe we could see about doing some sort of physical thing where it's like a print to order thing if like people wanted to go that route um don't make promises you can't keep Chris. i'm not making any promises i don't make saying, promises like, you can't keep maybe we can make pdfs but by we we mean rob can be sitting in his room transcribing <laughs> old movies that Good were embedded <laughs> oh no 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 I, I i knew if i was gone long enough they'd start signing me up for work no <laughs> graham, is, graham is, is, is like i said graham's looking into it um but it's I will say I, I get people want it. I totally understand it. But right now, like our focus is, you know, going forward, trying to create like the best, most badass issues for everyone as possible. Um, if we can go back and do something like that, that makes sense. We'll, we'll see. But um, right now, our focus on issue seven and onwards, if that makes sense. Yeah, you know. It's kind of, so guys, I know I get I get the completionist aspect of something, you know, like you're collecting a magazine and like, Hey, there were six other issues. How come we can't get them? Well, you know, I feel the same way about shining force three, you know, it's kind of like oh, shining God. force three, but in reverse. So in classic Sega faction, there's always a little twist, right? <laughs> so you're going to get most of it, you know, and just trust us. There's other parts out there, but they're probably not necessary. And we're just going to move on, you know, like, mm-hmm. I mean, it can be dumbed down to, or not dumbed down to, but explained simply enough. It takes long enough to make one issue. 
Well, for now, guys, I mean, we're just true. We see what I think too. What what people probably don't fully realize is, as we switch to the physical magazine, everything behind the scenes had to change too, from design to process to word count to the way we write things. So, you know, once you once you're once you're working within a box, then you're like, oh no, oh no, there's limits, you know. So, Mm -hmm. so it's just been rebuilding the whole the whole behind the scenes thing um, beyond just the look of the magazine. There's just a different process altogether. Right. So, so I figure, like I said before, you know, once we get Pat, once we get about three issues under our belt, this all becomes fairly standardized. I mean, I spent almost two weeks on this issue, just building new, new ground stuff for issue eight that, I was like, there was going to be new, no new ground stuff for issue eight. Ha ha. And then that didn't happen. So, uh, <laughs> you know, like, like I have a saying guys, you know, uh, plan for that, but that ain't the plan. Uh, but yeah, I mean, before we even did issue seven, Chris and I sat down at E3, I think right before and we had a long talk about, it. is it possible to do a one through six? And I think just the amount of time it was going to take mm-hmm. to even entertain that would have, we, we could be making new stuff or just, redoing the last two years or you know worth of effort like this didn't seem like i think that's the thing too guys where like you ever hear developers talk how it just the money wasn't there to figure it out people go we'll just spend the money what they really mean by that is we have people have lives and they don't feel like spending another two years redoing the work they just did you know (laughs) like that's the reason too why remakes take so long too i mean i worked on a remake and I couldn't imagine the guys who made the original Spyro wanted to sit there for another two years making the same game again. You know, like some <laughs> of them might, but same most of them be like, characters. "Yeah, yeah." I mean, I, I, if, if Chris said, "Hey, Rob, we want you to redraw this exact same six covers you did for one through six, you know, just you know, draw them in crayon or something," I'd be like, "Man, I don't." Why? 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 Do you, uh, so yeah, that there's there's your answer. So. Sketchcraft knew he felt something. He's like, oh god damn it, I gotta get in the podcast quick. Megavision's force that he felt, <laughs> and then he hopped in at the right time. <laughs> yeah, I, I also felt that with this time change, we gotta stop changing the times of the podcast. Like, god darn guys, like last time we did one, I was at nine a.m. and then it was to twelve, and then this time at, I don't know. So well, my bad. We, yeah, no, yeah, we I, we, we gotta we, move to swatch time. Yeah, Sketchcraft works late, guys. I go to sleep around 4.30 a.m. So. Yeah, and fuck. Last night, I was up a little bit later than I should because uh, sake. So I had a little too much sake. <laughs> hey, I had one. It's St. Patty's <laughs> weekend. Yeah. Uh, let's switch to Swatch Beat yeah. time. Just go by beats. Perfect. I think that's going to wrap it up for Scotty's sack, right? Is it oh, yeah. Let me let me wrap up my sack. You gotta zip it up. There we go. There you go. Put that sack away. Uh-huh. <laughs> now we're getting into Martin's new sack. I don't have a zipper or a sack to share with you all. Um, <laughs> it's just always ready to go. There's nothing contained. Yeah, it, I'm just going, you know, Winnie the Pooh right here. Um, <laughs> wow. The visual. <laughs> <laughs> so you can find us at too many games if you guys want to see. <laughs> if you just want to see me in a shirt and that's it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so for the news, there was actually quite a bit, so it was kind of hard to really 
<sighs> lean it out and and get and go over everything. But I thought this was an interesting piece, and it could, for all we know, it could be bullshit. But I mean, this sounds accurate in my head, and it sounds like something Paramount would do. Um, so I mean, so far officially, all we've seen was that poster with the silhouette. I think even that leak of the actual image of Sonic wasn't confirmed. Right, like I, I don't think that that was actually ever confirmed. I think they said that it was like a an early like a early design, right? Something, yeah. I mean, either way, so he might even look more muscular and weird <laughs> when they reveal it, which that just sounds scary. Um, so there was a person on Reddit who basically said they saw uh, a, a bit of the movie, uh, and he did an. AMA on Reddit, and then it was quickly taken down. Um, Risa Terra on Twitter preserved the info he shared on Twitter, and basically you know, the information discussed uh, his origins in the movie, how Sonic and Tom, his cop buddy, the guy who, who is uh, Scott Summers, duo. Cyclops, and he's also in Westworld. Um, that's uh, They talk about him meeting, and then how Eggman, who is uh, Jim Carrey, right? <laughs> um, how yeah, it's amazing how that's almost been forgotten amongst all this insanity. Jim yeah. Carrey, <laughs> like that. I, I, I still can't. I don't know. I can't imagine him being robotic, but I mean, I, I can because he has that character. But it's weird seeing a human version of robotic. I don't know. It's weird, uh, but um, so according to this AMA, this guy who who claims to uh, see it saw a seesaw. <laughs> who saw a portion of the movie. Um, basically, for Sonic's origins, he escapes his planet as a baby, and then he basically lives his shadows, uh, in the shadows on Earth, trying uh, to he lives survive and forge. He lives in the shadow. <laughs> it's, he's basically like, you know, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles um, in New York City. Um, so, you know, he's basically apparently found by an owl, and then he grows up on Earth alone. Um, found by an his, owl? Uh, yes, apparently. There was an <laughs> owl. You remember the Sonic movie? There was oh, an owl man. in there. Yeah, um, the AMV. Yeah. Um, so in Urban Legends, he's known as the Blue Devil, apparently. Um, <laughs> uh, Jesus. This, is, um, <laughs> this sounds so bad. So Robotnik is essentially a government employee, and they bring him in to find this energy disturbance that's caused by Sonic. So Apparently, Sonic makes an electrically charged run when he focuses or gets emotional. I guess he's like the Phoenix or something. Um, <laughs> and he does like a charged oh, run. Oh, God. And then, yeah. So then hijinks ensue. And then Tom and the cop and Sonic become besties. So how Sonic and Tom apparently meet is the to- the cop has raccoon problems in his trash. And then uh, Sonic is apparently digging through the trash. Then they meet up. Or he catches him, throws him in a cage. Um, That's where the script was found. <laughs> yep. <laughs> oh my God. In the trash. Um, and then, yeah, Tom agrees to help Sonic. Um, yeah, Robotnik, or Robotnik shows up, and then Sonic and Tom escape. He begrudgingly uh, helps him. Um, yeah, so then, uh, as for Robotnik... Uh, he's basically he's basically like a regular person, so he doesn't look like a cartoon, like a egg shape 
fat human being with, you know, whatever. Um, he's never referred to as Eggman. It's just Robotnik. He's basically like Dr. Octopus. Um, he works for the government. He has drones that can track and shoot. Um, as well as apparently a large tank. He's obviously smart, so I'm thinking he's going to go in his uh, Riddler-type character, watch it be almost identical. As uh. If anyone saw Batman Forever, he was Edward Nigma. Uh, E-Nigma. <laughs> um, we get it. We get it. And uh, yeah, so then he get gets it. crazier. He gets more obsessed with Sonic as the film goes. And then he actually goes into a signature look at the end of the movie. So I guess they're assuming there's going to be a sequel, but good luck with that one. Oh, jump off a bridge. (laughs) (laughs) And yeah, so he's apparently fatter and rocking a full-blown mustache at the end of the movie. So... What is yeah. he stressed after he finds Sonic <laughs> or something? I don't know. This is apparently what what he said. Now this could be, you know, this could be bullshit. We've seen, you know, and it could be. I mean, but okay. So we've seen <sighs> silhouettes of the poster. I feel like this story does isn't far from what it possibly could be. But again, you know, like same thing with like Star Wars and every other movie. You know, people say they found a script. You read it. Oh, here are the scripts for seven through nine. I remember like reading those Star Wars scripts when it was like 2005 or 2006. I'm like, this sounds fucking insane. Um, Yeah, I mean, let's not stray too far from the fact that this does actually this sounds like it could be a movie plot. You know, (laughs) that's about as far as I'm going to go with that. Yeah, I mean, it it sounds like it's on the. like a cohesive, it looks like a cohesive plot, right? I mean, barring my barring, you know, the, the insanity and the kinds of details in there, but it sounds like a movie they would shit out. Yeah, if time. like it, it sounds like be on par with like the Alvin and the Chipmunks. Oh movies. God, that's I think that if this is what <laughs> we're if this is legit, I, that's the kind of movie that's going to happen here. Is that are you saying we're we have a crossover in the making as well? <laughs> oh, Alvin Chipmunk Sonic crossover <laughs> oh my god i mean he was already in a band so he can probably sing again whatever it's true sonic underground movie yeah sonic and tom teaming up to fight crime oh god i think yeah. i think the biggest thing to keep in mind is that this movie is not for any of us i think this is correct i'm gonna walk into that theater drunk <laughs> Or something cussing and like talking <laughs> shit the entire way. There's through. like a bunch of seven year olds in line too, and I'm like, I'm, I just I'm don't sh- know. Like, I don't, I don't know if there is enough <laughs> seven year olds out there who know who Sonic who, is feel, enough I to mean, want to go see this. I don't know. I, I got a couple things, guys. I, go I gotta, for it. I, I've been silent. So, uh, one, Chris, you're absolutely right. But this is nothing new. Having worked with Sega PR directly mm-hmm. back when I was at Play Magazine, they told us that forever ago. They don't. No. Yeah, you know, and it hasn't changed. So, so like when we were at Game, we we're trying to get Game Fan money from them for ads and stuff, and they were like, "We want to put our ads not in your gaming magazine." That is, I mean, with Dave Halverson, who's basically tricked everyone into buying Sega products for 20 years. You know, <laughs> back in the day, he was directly responsible for a lot of the Saturn launch sales and got a lot of shit. Um, but they're like, no, we're going to put our stuff in uh, Sports Illustrated for kids. Mm. And this, so this is 2010. And we were like, man, he, he had three kids. And, and the kids don't care about Sonic, man. Like, I'm sorry. Like, it's, what are you doing? Like, no, no, no. We're going to put in like Nickelodeon. Like, what? There wasn't even a Sonic cartoon. So they really do think that Sonic at this point is for kids. They're 
Like you, you can't make this up. Simultaneously, while making a very realistic looking Sonic, which if they knew what kids like, they would know right now. They ain't nothing realistic about Fortnite, guys. Like mm-hmm. you know, like, I don't like, want to see Sonic flossing. God damn it! <laughs> oh yeah, I forgot. Yeah, there's also Sonic flossing. Um, there was a detail in there that says he does a floss. But wait, there, what? There are you serious? I, didn't <laughs> oh, read I thought I thought I thought you read the details. Yeah, that that that's like if you read if if you if you read the details through my tears. <laughs> so if you click on the link, there is there's a I, I just didn't include it. I just thought that was pointless. But there is a thing where it says that Sonic does the floss dance. Oh god! I didn't need. I don't need and, that uh, confirmation anywhere in my life. Keep I going, thought, Rob. I thought you said that because you read it. Sorry. No. Second thing, guys. I really think since they were going to stray this far from the lore, make up their own. I really think we would have been better off with a uh, Sonic the Hedgehog furry road and just set it in a dystopian future <laughs> in which everyone's collecting rings. You know what I mean? They're like The more rings, the more power. But Sonic has the ultimate energy unlocked in his... Oh, know, maybe that's Sonic how we're about to get fat. He, just right? he, was the given these, he was given these special boots that a lot of us traverse the wastelands of... You know, and he's got, right. All the animals have been turned into robotic fucking like just crazy robotic, you know, cr- critters that are, are strewn. I feel like that'd be an awesome, like really fucked up, like alternate, like just balls to the wall extreme. Hey, and yeah, George Miller, George Miller, director of, of Fury Road, directed Happy Feet. So he could have done the whole thing in CGI. You know, we could have got uh, Tom Hardy as as Sonic. You know, that would have been I'm fine with that. (laughs) (laughs) And Charlize Theron could have played Robotnik or the daughter of Robotnik, right? Since yeah, like a female Robotnik, just make it really cool. Crap, that would lean into Shadow Story too much. Robotnik, the daughter of Robotnik, right? Robotnik's dying. She's taking (laughs) over. Well, come on, let's not be real. But I'm just like I could easily go in a a room with an agent and pitch that that idea and be just as acceptable in Hollywood as whatever nonsense they're they're conjuring up. I think the real sad part about all this is Blur Studios is kind of primarily primarily behind it and i've been a big fan of blur for the long longest time guys i mean even prior to 2007 like back in 2003 and 4 so i was at this con in 2007 uh, just showing off my artwork and i met a guy from blur studios and i was just talking up all their shit at the time and he was like you should come work for us i'm like i can't live in la it's too expensive just couldn't do it but um i'm a big fan of them and tim miller the the president of blur he's and director of the first Deadpool movies, you know, really the driving force behind this. Yeah. And and the new Terminator film, which I'm looking forward to. But I clearly they don't get Sonic. Like, like they just don't under they're they're, they're out of their element, Donnie. They're out of their element. And I, <laughs> right. if you really want to get a good sense of how this happens in Hollywood, I you know, just a little Sega trivia here, go go recommend uh, reading or listening to Console Wars and get to the part when they get to the the Mario Brothers movie. <laughs> oh yeah, and, yeah. Uh, it's quite fascinating. Not, not not much has changed, folks. Not much has changed. The one thing I think we should point out and keep in mind is that it appears that Sega has little to no involvement or say so in any of this stuff. Like just like in the console right. wars with Nintendo. Right. right. Yeah. Exactly. The but same. it's like their brand. So is there in the contract something where it says you can't really influence, you know, the direction of your character? Because like at the end of the day it's still Sega's character. Well right, but they're they're you compare them to like is it Sony Pictures that's that's doing this? 
Paramount Pictures? Uh, Paramount, no. So, I mean, I mean, Sega is this tiny little company, and when you're trying to get a, a movie made, I think you have to uh, give up a lot of control for for that. Um, and and you know, these movie studios shape it to what they think is going to be able to make the most money possible, and also kind of hit to as many um, demographics as possible as well. And so, I I don't think Sega has much say so at all and if they wanted to get this movie made they they wouldn't find a partner in hollywood if they wanted to be able to dictate everything like sega of japan typically wants to do god i i am so excited to hear how this will do in japan i feel like there there will be marches across the street there will be blood (laughs) there will be blood i think even worse guys i think that they'll just no one will care like and I think that yeah, like, which the is the worst thing, thing that can happen, yeah. Yeah, with any brand, the worst thing you can do is be like, Oh, no one cares. This is why you know, another another Sega story was Sega was thinking about changing or dropping Sega from the Dreamcast, the name Sega. You know, oh, and, right. and they got talked to like, Hey man, that brand is worth uh, you know, you can't you can't buy that kind of worth, you know, the awareness. Mm-hmm. But with this, I mean Really, it, and I know you mentioned it, Alvin and Chipmunks. It's definitely, but it, it really sounds a lot like the Smurfs, the first Smurfs movie, where they had to come to Earth and they're kind of stuck here, and Gargamel has to go through the gates to kind of find them. And oh, they did! They to, I did not yeah, see it. Yeah, they, with Hank Azaria played <laughs> Gargamel. What is and, happening? Yeah, so like, it's, is it's everyone an alien? Out. Yeah, you know, I, I, you know. Cue uh, the the Shrek song. Somebody, that's going to be Sonic digging in the trash, and they're going to have Smash Mouth. His head's going to pop up from the bottom of the camera. You know, he's going to have to shake his hair. He's got the hair everywhere. He's going to burp. You know, you know it's going to happen. Product placement will be like Subway or some shit. You know, like Krispy Kreme. Power Rangers, yeah. Oh Lord, what a burger! Or it'll be Sonic, right? The 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 Sonic, Sonic the rapper. hot dog. Yeah, right that's through. how he's so fast. He's sliding around on the grease. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> Which is funny because the the satire of the what he, it's not even satire. Finding Sonic in the dumpster first, and then you know seeing him like that is where he's gone now. Some would say. Life imitates art, or art imitates life. I don't know. Yeah, no, I'm yeah. Dreaming right now because this that's is all a, a nightmare. That's piece. <laughs> <laughs> I'm honestly like all this background information, like the the shit show. That's the poster that they never really revealed him yet, and then this supposed you know plot leak. I'm looking forward to seeing the shit show. Honestly, at this and point, then having I'm a more, podcast yeah. on it. <laughs> right, I'm more excited to see it than I was disgusted before and i just i can't wait opening day being in there and and there's going to be so many throughout the entire movie there's going to be like what are you fucking serious just hearing throughout the crowd watching (laughs) yes and i'll be there for every minute so but uh speaking of this garbage show i also have to bounce and pretend that i don't exist so uh i'm gonna hop out but you guys have fun talking more sega stuff all right we will scotty peace so the next bit of news is something that uh, I guess um, has been kind of in the rumor mill for quite some time, but um, now the GDC is uh, quickly approaching us. Uh, I think it uh, kicks off on the 18th. Uh, it's picking up steam again. And that is that uh, Sega is going to be uh, a partner 
with Google for their upcoming Google console. And uh, Google is apparently going to announce this whole thing and unveil it at GDC this week. So I guess uh, this new bit of rumors came from Spawn Wave. It's a YouTube channel. And I don't think that he really cited any sources, but apparently he... You know, he may know someone at Sega or, or somewhere else that he's been able to get some of this information from. And uh, and so it sounds like Sega is going to announce that they're going to have some sort of partnership with Google um, and have some exclusive games coming to it. One of the things that he uh, he and some other sites have been uh, looking at that kind of lends credence to this is that Sega really doesn't have any of their kind of tentpole IPs that have announced or, or release dates or even, you know, coming out this year. And so they're saying that maybe once uh, this whole Google console is announced that that's going to, to be where some of these are going to find their home. So I want to talk to you guys. What do you guys think about this? Um, well, go ahead. Uh, see, well, I, I waited for Mars and, and then, <laughs> and, then and I waited and then we just started at the same time. You go ahead. Uh, uh, so yeah, I mean, Liam Robertson had been talking about this for over a year. I want to say I was first listening to him mention it back when we were at E3 last mm-hmm. year on his podcast. He has a Patreon cast. He, he did a lot of the Unseen 64 videos, so he tends to have a lot of cool inside knowledge on stuff. Oh, he does those? Yeah, he did He he did all of them, and then he had to oh, leave okay. because that guy was hijacking all the funds and wouldn't put it back on the oh, podcast. He was like, I oh. need to... Yeah, that's a whole story, man, but I still subscribe to his Patreon podcast, and it was funny because... Uh, I trust his info because he had stuff on Spyro before it came out. And I'm sitting there going like, oh, I can't. I hope no one knows I subscribe to this. You know, (laughs) (laughs) I don't think I said anything, which I didn't. Um, But yeah, so the the word is is that basically Google got the rights to revamp some forgotten Sega IP. You know, no no Sonic stuff, uh, but... Other stuff. It could have been Outrun, Space Air. I think Spawnway was saying it could be Jet Set Radio. Shining Force. Uh, that'll never be the Japanese kind of stuff. I I really imagine the Jet Set Radio is a much much more likely scenario. Um, you know, like Crazy Taxi. Yeah. Lord, Lord help us if they make another Monkey Ball. I'll throw myself out the window. I, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like it was like they get the gimmick, man. It was fun. Gyroscope. Yay. Hey. Uh, but. I think the other, maybe maybe another Golden Axe, maybe, I don't know. Um, I don't know. At first, I was super excited about that. Then I started thinking to myself, like, well, they made that Killer Instinct 3 over at Amazon Studios. Amazon bought the studio that did it for Xbox. Mm -hmm. So sorry, I got that backwards. But that Killer Instinct 3 was, was Killer Instinct, but it was like, you know, hmm like generic western version of it sort of and i know there were mm-hmm. fans of that but it just didn't have the 90s special and so i'm sort of worried that i mean worried but yeah i, I just don't know how, unless they're really passionate about it guys like okay f when f f fdg they did monster boy like they're super passionate about that and the right. guys that did um wonder boy they're doing streets of rage 4 they're super passionate about that. I I don't know if we should be expecting that level of passion. With it. I think we're going to probably see something that looks more like a super high quality phone app, you know? Yeah, like with, that's what I'm with, thinking too. Yeah. Yeah. Like it, like an arcade 
more than arcade port, but if a modern arcade person made it with you know Unity or I'm sorry, Unreal or something. So it's going to be interesting to see what type of deal. Like if this is all legit. Like if if Google is looking at bringing some like doing some of this stuff in house, or if they're going to be just you know striking a deal where Sega is developing this stuff and they're kind of um, they're funding the uh, you know kind of the the. Re- renewed ip on their system because i could see something like an outrun like a modern day outrun uh you know like being pretty awesome on there i know that there was one on the um the 360 and ps3 um several years back but just doing something like that would lend credence to um maybe that you, you guys saw that uh the hype video that uh, google released a few days ago where it was all just like super generic. Uh, yeah, that's what I'm. Him. That's what I was telling you about. Like it was super. Gen- Here are the. It could world. be anything. It could be like you know. This you is know, like we're checking the boxes on everything. It could Wait, be fur I didn't see it. So what? What was the video about exactly? There's nothing. It was just like you kind of going through a hallway, and it looks like a dungeon, and then it looks like a sci-fi room, and then it looks like, and it was this teaser video, and, and for the for the unveiling of the Google console at GDC, and it was like, and it ended with three nineteen nineteen, and I guess they were trying to echo like the nine nine ninety nine, but at that point, I, I don't know, like it, it was just very generic, and so. The thing to remember with this is, yes, Sega themselves aren't making these games. That's 100%. I mean, Liam's been straight up on that forever. Um, and two, the other thing he Liam had, had said, and I'm not trying to like take information from his podcast. It was just incredibly sparse. You know, it was over he, almost a year ago he said this was that uh, they're not taking away from any like these these games weren't being made for other for mm-hmm. for PS4 and Switch and now they're going to Google console. They're only they were only being made because of this deal. Mm-hmm. So my guess is is um remember there was rumors about Sega being bought up not too long ago. Like mm-hmm. this is my own speculation. I, I think Sega needed cash. Guys, mm-hmm. and I think that's how we ended up with the Sega movie getting the Sonic movie getting done mm-hmm. and I think these IPs getting done is someone gave them some some cash, man. I think they needed cash. I, I really think that the Sammy Arcade unit division took a giant hit. Like that was reported last summer, if I remember. Like, there was something. So uh, somewhere around the last few years, they've. I think they're just trying to make money and not spend money. You know, make money but not spend it. And uh, not to say these won't be good games. I mean, if Ubisoft is making a Jet Set Radio and it is making, uh, I don't know. <laughs> were there any first person say i mean virtual on i mean it could be really cool but i think at the end of the day the google console had two versions in development this i know of from friends was that there was one that was going to have hardware and one version of it where it was a software only streaming platform so like on, on live or the the playstation now basically yeah and and, and i was told that both were built and one might ship both might ship none might ship it was just they were developing you know both of those simultaneously um and so i still don't know you know like like i mean it it's not that google has google's not really the greatest at secrets it's just that i don't think i really think whatever decisions they're making are being made at the last possible minute. Like, okay, it will be this. I mean, I use Google Docs, but do we remember how that rolled out in 2007? You know, like it just showed up and and there was no real like way to 
you, uh, I don't want to say pay for it, but it was like, how do you save this? And how do you take this with you? And there was no real plan. And I sort of feel like they're trying to find a way to create the Google Docs version of games. You know, like where it's this thing you can get access to, but then you could pay for it to keep it too. And But I just, they don't seem like a company that is going to put gaming first. I just think they're trying mm-hmm. to like synergize. Mm-hmm. And I could see this, this, I mean, this, could be a, just a flash in the pan for them like so many other things that they've done like i don't like you were saying like i i don't believe that google <coughs> is committed for the long haul in this like if, if they you know see like a downward trend you know for five to you know ten years in the market i could see them completely just like saying hey you know let's just cut our losses and and you know go another route um so um that maybe it's just a console that lets you play the google play games you've saved and it's just on a new platform <laughs> like I think an app thing. Another, like best, an case, app best case scenario, it's something you know that really is this thing that kind of like that. What was that PlayStation TV? You know. Mm-hmm. Um, worst case scenario, you know, it, it ends up becoming this thing you put on your phone, and it's got virtual controls. So, I mean, hardware costs money. Every game studio loses money when they ship hardware and then they're supposed to amortize that is that the word um through efficiencies so when they get that second version of the console down and chip making becomes more efficient and cheaper then they make their money back two three years down the way i don't see google doing that i really i just don't i don't see that company playing that kind of game i might be a thousand percent wrong guys but i mean the the high-end gamer market right now is in you know either vr the guys that want to spend a lot of money and super tricked out vr sets or those super like 4k 12k um you know systems that have like 17 screens and stuff uh a a a a a gaming console where the games are able to be streamed is just not a high-end pc gamer thing you know like that's like trying to Hey, you know, when you're at the mall and you're trying to get your mom to buy a game console and there's those guys selling those bootleg consoles and you're like, it's uh-huh. got a thousand games in one and you're trying yep. to tell grandma, but it's got a thousand games. You don't have to buy another game with a thousand games. You know, <laughs> I mean, yeah. it sounds like the OUYA plan. Like you're trying to like reach out to VC, you know, venture capital, to, like impress, you know, shareholders with that kind of info. And it just, I don't know. Like I'm, I'm extremely skeptical about the Google console as much as I got a Chromebook just collecting dust because I bought into their nonsense $150. It doesn't have a hard drive. It just saves everything on the Google Docs. I'm like, I use Google Docs until I found out using a Google Chrome was a colossal pain in my ass. So Chromebook. So um, I think the Chrome, if the Chromebook was any indicator, I just don't see them. I don't know. I just don't see it, guys. Skeptical bra. Golden Axe. That's what I want. Give me some Golden Axe on there. and I'm, We already yeah. lived through that, Chris. We lived through the Golden Axe. That was game. not Golden Axe. You know, we was, the dinosaur chick. And, yeah, <laughs> that was bad. She showed Dave her tits, sold, too. And Dave <laughs> sold the shit out of that game I played, bro. He even sent me a free copy to go, I gotta tell you, man, this game is great. And I'm like, the whole internet hates you for liking this game. <laughs> Graham, no kidding, yeah. received death threats over his review on that. He went like he went offline for weeks. He would not show his face around. He what? Would, yeah, yeah. It was that was that was a crazy game. How old were you in 2007, Mar- uh, Marson? Like seven? Right. No, <laughs> uh, fifteen or fourteen. Big close. Oh yeah, big difference. 15. So, so the hate 
for anyone who gave praise to that game was beyond astounding. The, the closest I've seen to it was the Aliens game, the one that that oh, yeah yeah it was supposed to make, and it was Colonial Marines. Yeah, it was clearly a piece of dog trash. But then someone at AG, IGN gave it a nine. Mm. It was like clearly someone paid for that review. <laughs> oh, so with Golden yeah. Axe, when Dave gave it the only positive review, people were like, he was bought off. I'm like, first off, Sega bought Dave years ago, guys. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you, guys are, you guys are almost 15 years too late to that argument. Yeah, uh, I'm reading this. So he said the majority of these people can't call them critics, either didn't complete a fraction of the game, don't understand game design, or just plain suck at games. <laughs> and Dang. that to score Beast Rider below a seven is just irresponsible. Wow. Yeah, yeah. But Dave believed in that. He sent me. You know, sealed copies, man. He's like, I got them all right here. I'm like, what, did you go to fucking Walmart and buy all of them? Like, did you <laughs> tell me they tell me everyone got paid that month and you didn't spend all of it on these <laughs> copies? They probably gave them all the unsold inventory <laughs> they had here. We're not going to do any of these. You take I, I right did next look. to his pile of ET games. Well, I did look when we uh, when <clears> he <throat> put this bunker for Game Fan and he put all of his swag in there. I was looking for that crate of sealed <laughs> Golden Axe copies. Like he had to, because if he got bought up, they would have been in that that bunker sadly i just think he really believed in that shitty game i tried playing it i'm like this is a golden axe man so um look okay guys quick i know i'm putting you all on the spot so if we had to pick a game that sega hasn't made in the longest time to come back on the system and you know uh, and i can't pick shining force and you guys are all going to pick a game i suppose chris you you pick golden axe that's the only one i would either pick golden axe or 18 wheeler pro trucker Wow, you're just showing off your <laughs> your hillbilly roots, everyone. <laughs> uh, we need a pro trucker game. From Texas, uh, he's, he's, he, yeah, he is. He's from Texas, uh, right? Yep. <laughs> all right, all right. Wait, all right. wait. So what? So what's the question? What What are the guidelines? What game here? would you pick? You know, can't. You know, what game would you pick that isn't Panzer Dragon or Shining Force? Yeah, the Sega hasn't like, done in a, in a long yeah. time. Uh, Alex Kidd. Oh. Uh, someone on the internet, on Twitter was doing that. Are they doing a remake or just mocking that up? I, I tagged you on it a while ago. It was they, all hand drawn. Yeah, yeah. There, there's, there's lots of Alex Kid stuff going around there. So, yeah, oh, that Rystar. would be Rystar. I would want to see too. Oh, Rystar. Yeah. <laughs> I, I vote for Fur Fighters. Like, really? Is that, is that a Sega game? Huh? I don't. I don't think. So. I don't think Sega uh, did that one. Sega was, didn't make that one. Yeah, because I think it, it also was on uh, Xbox, maybe. That was a claim. Well, yeah. then for me, it would probably be virtual on. Uh, mm-hmm. But but I want to give a, a little asterisk next to that. I don't want it to look like the realistic Unreal Engine 4 version of virtual on. <laughs> like, like, I want, you know, colorful textures and anime, you know, 90s anime feel with hand-drawn effects. And, you know, I really want it to have that fun. But I could easily see... If modern Western developers got it, it would have that dark lighting and the neon glow in the dark, and it would, you know, I don't want it to be. Well, yeah, that's the problem with a lot of these games that you talk about, especially ones from the 16-bit era, is because I think these companies are going to want to, they're not going to want to make 16-bit versions of those games on a new system. Like, I think the closest thing you can look at that that takes those old uh, style games and brings them, you know, to, you know, modern day standards is what you see with like the monster boy games you know like hand-drawn 
like super detailed, you know, awesome sprites, all those type of things. Uh, I can't see a lot of these older games like translating into like a, you know, a 3D, you know, shooter and shit like that. Like Vector Man. Can you imagine like a modern day Vector Man where, you know, you're running around? Yeah, I, I can as a free downloadable game when you buy a six pack of Mountain Dew. <laughs> yeah, you exactly. You know what I mean? What, and it's got like a Mountain quality. Dew skin, you know? <laughs> Speaking of which, you want to hear some, I had this great idea for, for co-marketing that they I felt was a missed opportunity out there in the ether was when Suicide Squad came out. They should have done a deal with Coca-Cola where they mix all of their sodas into one drink and sell a Suicide Squad drink where it's all their flavors. That's what the kids call it, right? Yeah. Suicide you, Squad you, flavor? Yeah, we, we, we call it Suicide Drink where you used to like, go up to the... <laughs> the, the, the I feel like that would be a marketing nightmare and a PR nightmare. You just take all the leftover batches, mix them together, and be like, world's worst soda. You know what I mean? And you put all those guys on there. It would have sold for a little bit of time. <laughs> I miss my calling, guys. I miss my calling. Uh, yeah, I, I totally agree with that, Chris. Oh. Side note, we got oh, someone and I got into it on Twitter the other night about Sega games, and somehow Comic Zone got thrown into that conversation. Oh, hmm. You remember Comic Zone? It was on the yeah. Genesis where oh, yeah. you were side scrolling through different comic panels, and it was like a really cool look. Didn't go very far, but great aesthetic. And I'm like, you know what would have been an awesome uh, second mode after you beat the game? Where it goes to black and white, and you play it in manga mode, but you manga, manga mode, but you have to play it left to right or right to left. You have to play it right to left and yeah, black right and white. And when you punch people, they all spew like geysers of blood and shit, like, like Japanese sound effects. Like that would so be. I think that level of I'm not trying to pat myself on the back, but that level of enthusiasm is what I'm hoping. You know, like when it comes across with people that pick old Sega IP, but I got a bad feeling we're just going to get the modern version of the Burger King games. Remember those? The mm-hmm. Burger King games? It's going to be another Sonic 1 and 2 re-release. Sneak King. With yeah. There was HD these, textures. There was these Xbox 360 downloadable games or, or games you could get on CD at Burger King back in the day. That were just, God. I got them. <laughs> I think I uh, somewhere. <laughs> I remember those. And, it's, and your Harry Potter closet. They, right. Yeah, they're, they're down there. Yeah, <laughs> there was even a kart racer one. So I, I, I figured you would have been in the to that one since you're a fan. Except, of except, except, I, I, I just I pound my head against the the table when when I people would do stupid things when actual effort could have been utilized. You know, like if they had gotten some fans out there that really really loved Mario Kart and did like a 2D Mode Seven style Burger King game where there was like you know satirical versions of the mcdonald's characters that you could like beat up or wendy's or the noid like you know like parody versions that would have been something to play but what we just got with these generic remember those generic games that were on xbox live when it first started that was like really high chrome you know marble that you'd have to move across a checkerboard or something Mm -hmm. you know it was these games that could just barely fit into the 100 megabyte limit they had for the People forget, like the original, well, on Xbox 360 Live, there was a download limit for the games. Initially. The early days, yes, it was. Yeah, so like that really put a limit on how many, how big the crappy games could be. So until, what game was it? It was a, one of the fighting games, was it Turtles or something came out that broke that limit and then they had to like increase it. Might have been Metroid, might have been Castlevania that broke the limit initially, if I remember right. anyways we're derailing out of this conversation because who the hell cares um we're gonna definitely know 
this month, right? Well, yeah, they're going to announce it on, you said the 19th is. Uh, yeah, this so, week. Yeah, so we'll know this week. So next podcast will be our reactions to that. Oh, we'll uh, be on the other side. So, yeah. Or maybe we'll just do like a, an, an early recording, like a YouTube special where we'll, we'll kind of react to it. It would be fun. That's still a thing, right? Where people do those reaction videos. Yeah. So maybe we'll do Guys, that. We so can barely fun. all be together at the same time to record <laughs> an audio podcast. I like how every other week someone around Mega Visions comes up with the plan for we'll also stream our faces. And I and I'm the only guy who goes, No, I'm not doing that. Like, <laughs> like it's nine AM when we stream. I'll be goddamn if I have to go and put the pomade in my hair, you know, <laughs> and smile for the freaking camera that no one for a hundred views, you know. Like, why don't we get up to we get a regular thousand views on these things? I'll start thinking about that level of effort. <laughs> I agree. They can just hear our voices for now. That's okay. what's holding back the views, guys. Video, you know, like that's it. That is right. <laughs> um, let's go to our, our last bit of news. And, um, I put this on the outline, and then this morning as I'm scrolling uh, through YouTube, I saw that uh, you had already been discussing it a little bit, Rob. So um, so I think you're probably uh, very up-to-date on this piece of news that came out that James Gunn has been reinstated as the director for Guardians of the Galaxy 3. Big news. Everyone's excited about it. Uh, what do you think, Rob? Uh, okay, I just want to clarify. You said dis discussed that or disgusted like <laughs> i'm not disgusted by this like no 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 no. i, no, no. I think everyone's excited <laughs> about it i don't think our, people, our slurry saying... speech here we got to pronunciate yeah. yeah this is where graham you know from the uk is the pronunciation they're so good at it um yeah so i was actually fun fact i was i was on twitter coincidentally seeing that whole thing go down live with james gunn and cernovich mm-hmm um, cause at the time I was trying to track the assholes that I hate on the internet and Cernovich is definitely on top of that list. Uh, and I was like, Oh, <laughs> what's that guy talking shit about now? And then I saw, Oh no, no, he's, no, no, it's and then, and then there was this way you could track James, James guns, um, Twitter posts, right? There's like a separate app. You can like type someone's Twitter thing and you could, and you could see he, he was deleting, you know, like trying trying to delete. Like it shows your activity. Yeah, you could see you, people can track, bro. So, you know, he panicked and he was like, "I gotta try to clean these." And I'm like, "It was too. It was too late." Finally, he stopped, and then he just put up the whole reconciliatory. You know, this is not. This is not. It was. People forget. You know, the beginning of Twitter was like shock culture. It was kind of like when um, you those people go on the radio and try to be Howard Stern, but they're not Howard Stern. And then, you know, they, they're gone in like six months. <laughs> like, they try to do this. Sh- oh, he's a shock jock. I'm a shock jock. And I'm like, no, that's not what he's doing at all. So Twitter was that way for everybody. Like, except for me, because I'm not an idiot. Like, I've been listening to Stern for 30 years. I'm like, I will never type things on the internet where I say some crazy gross stuff and that's there forever. Like, no, 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 not Rob. <laughs> but unfortunately, James Gunn and a lot of people, they did that. And, uh, like Disney didn't know that when they hired him. Come on. Uh, however, like anything else in this world, you know, there's a knee jerk reaction and corporate, you know, within 24 hours, Alan Horn pulled the plug on that little thing. Uh, but for all I know, I mean, I I'm told that was legit. And then they came back to the table two or three months ago. That was, that was what my, my buddy told me. He's out there in LA covers a lot of this inside Hollywood stuff. 
I personally felt James Good was going to come back when Batista stopped bitching about it about two months ago. Because <laughs> mm. <laughs> Batista was, God, I mean, that's a guy you want as your friend, right? Like, yeah, you he was ready to like, go down with the ship on that one. Yeah, he was like, fuck, dude. He was like, uh, he reminded me of Clegane from Game of Thrones. Fuck the king. You know, I'm like, oh, <laughs> shit. He said, fuck the king. <laughs> to the king. <laughs> 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 then for two more seasons, everyone, fuck the king. I'm like, that Clegane guy, man, he don't give a fuck. But Batista doesn't care. But then the whole crew signed We Want James Gunn back, which have you ever seen that on a movie ever where the whole crew signs and makes a statement that they want their director back like that? That's crazy. Uh, so, hey, you know, clearer heads prevail, and hopefully one day Cernovich gets his um, because that guy is no good. So Such I'm super gate guy. Yeah, he spe- he helped spread a lot of those stuff. But he this, this I mean I don't want to bring it up on the podcast, but that guy has legitimately committed crimes that he's never been held accountable for. And so, you know, much like all these other people out there that are trying to be little internet police and they got little skeletons in their closet, one day the chickens come home. The the universe bends toward justice. So um at the end of the day, I'm super happy that you know, the fans win, you know, that the creatives win here, that we can all be creative. And hopefully this is, you know, Disney gets a lot of shit because they're Disney. Obviously they, they earn it, but in the past year or so they've, you know, Disney corporate has gone out their way to admit mistakes. Like the solo endeavor, like Bob Iger came out there and admitted, Hey, it was my idea to put solo out in May five months after the last movie and probably should have done that. You know, like, mm-hmm. So, and then, you know, maybe they didn't publicly say, Alan Horn say he messed up, but this is a way moving forward. Like, hey, we definitely, because I don't think the Michael Eisner Disney would have ever been like, let's go back to the table with the director. You know, that's just not what they would have done. So I'm super excited about it. And now I don't have to feel so depressed every time Guardians of the Galaxy comes up in my you know, my wife wants to watch it because she didn't know about any of this stuff. I want to watch Guardians. I'm like, oh no, James Gunn. Like, I was getting sad, guys. Like during Infinity War, every time you see the Rocket Raccoon, you're like, oh, James Gunn went away too. You know, like Thanos snapped and he's gone. So <laughs> I hope yeah, that helps companies like going forward not to like jump the gun on firing people. You know, jump the gun or something. G- right? Yeah, yeah, see that? Um, he he didn't but, think of that when he said it. No, uh, I won't take credit for that one. But no, it's just, you know, like I just, I, I think, um, and especially like corporate culture, it's, it's, it's gotten to this point where like companies feel that they have to get ahead of a story when something like this happens, so they want to distance themselves as quickly as possible from the person without even gathering the facts or or finding out like what's really happening and then making a proper assessment or you know decision based on that. They just want to go ahead and you know, distance themselves, like fire that person. And, and that really sucks for people that, um, you know, that are wrong, wrongly accused um, or, you know, things like, I, I can't remember the ex- shit that went down with James Gunn, but I know that there was a lot of, you know, stuff in his past. But if we're going to, if, if, if we're going to go back and, and judge every person by things that they said or did 20 years ago, um, you know, I, well, I, hold on. There are statute limitations. He didn't do anything. All he did was make jokes on Twitter that were inappropriate. Well, this that's what I'm that saying. You could work at Trome. This is like saying, hey, say, uh, Chris, you directed Nightmare on Elm Street. You want a guy to go murder children in their sleep because that's what's in your evil little head. You know, like that. That's what they do. You right. Know? But and, what, I, what I'm saying is like there's stuff that like is could be societal norms of that day that you say and do. 
Um, and then, but if you look at them, you know, like years later, they look terrible. And if you judge that person by today's standards, that person looks like a total asshole. Like case in point, like we were watching Shaun of the Dead last night. Um, and uh, there's a scene where Nick Frost drops the N-bomb, it, like later in the movie, like in the third act. And I was like, whoa, <laughs> I don't remember that happening. Um, and you totally would not see that in a movie today uh, where a white guy drops the N-bomb. I, I don't think you'd get away with that um, today. Um, but Shaun of the Dead was released, what, maybe uh, not even 20 years ago. It was like maybe 15 years ago or so. Um, but, you you know, now are we to, to like, crucify, like, Nick Frost or the writers of that movie for doing that um, today and say, like, how much of a piece of shit they are and they should, you know, like, be fired and well, all that kind of stuff. So um, yeah, I think it's a cautionary totally... step that, you know, and a slippery slope that we're in. And I hope that this now is kind of, um, this kind of helps bring it back to closer towards the middle. If that makes sense. Yeah, but this is where people are trying, people on the political left or right, you know, in this case, primarily the right and the sentence, <laughs> is trying to utilize, you know, try to, trying to twist words in the court of public opinion to bend any of their dissenters to their will, you know? And, and look, I, I grew up in the 90s where art and video games were attacked by the religious right in America, you know? Mm-hmm. And Council Wars makes a great statement about when they were trying to show how, oh, Night Trap was going to go get all the little kitties, you know, like that's what's doing it, Night Trap. And we just had a couple years ago, man, the political right in this country tried to weaponize games again. Like, yeah, it's it really is Red Dead Redemption that's causing all the problems in America. Like, that's why the kids are acting up. And so the, it gets old. In the 90s, uh, there was a strong movement against art. There was a guy out there in Florida who did this comic called Boiled Angels. He 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 drew it at home and he shipped it to you. You had to send a photocopy of your ID to get it because it had you know nude drawings and stuff, and it was really sadistic. But some judge got a hold of it, and you know Florida, they're the purveyors of justice, uh, and it said <laughs> that he wasn't allowed to draw, and anything he drew had to go through the court. You know, like I mean, you want to talk about forms of you know. Uh, authoritarian repression we know in a country that's supposed to be about free speech and whatever else so i'm extremely sympathetic to people trying to twist things to skew their agendas you know i'm just i'm just not for it you know i I don't have to agree i didn't agree with that humor on twitter from anybody at the time uh i never have it's just juvenile it's not you know it's not that clever And, and, and when you see it in say like a tromaville movie or a schlock film yeah, I guess at two in the morning, you know, if you're eating, you know, you're, getting into, kids, you know, you're gonna watch a trauma movie, you know? But, you know what I mean? Right, but I mean, just everyone on Twitter. I mean, so there's just not a lot of effort in that. It doesn't look good. Mm-hmm. Uh, but going and taking someone's stand up and saying, "Oh, they made a an uncomfortable joke about you know something that happened on stage," and trying to twist it is a far cry from say someone like Michael Richards yelling out the N word on stage, right? Because he was mad. Right. I, I but, agree you know so i would just hope that what this era of our culture whatever american world culture learns from is that we just learn to use logic and what was the intent behind what someone said you know and then we could say hey clearly their intent was this so no you lose we're getting more guardians movies ha ha and out the door move on now we all know the intent of the guys making the Sonic movies to ruin Sonic. I know it. This happened. That's their yeah. goal. 
You know, <laughs> what, what if it's the truth? What if they secretly love Nintendo so much they're trying to destroy Sonic? Uh, see, that'd be an insane conspiracy theory. Yeah, see how ridiculous I can get that started. So, Megavisions.com. All right. <laughs> uh, awesome. So that's gonna wrap up the news, and I think it's pretty much gonna wrap up uh, this week's show. So. Um, we don't have Scotty here to talk about uh, what he's going to be streaming this week, but I, I think he's still doing uh, his Panzer Dragoon saga on. He's Friday taking so night. long with that. He's going to be doing that for the next six months. Like, you know, <laughs> I was hoping to kind of be able to watch it before I lay out the cover story, you know, for the next issue. Like, I can get a good sense of how I'm filming. He's only like the first couple hours in, you know. <laughs> I, I thought he was getting close to the end, like your last couple. Weeks. No, he's nowhere near it. Nowhere near it. So. No? So, no. Um, I mean, yeah. it says he's streaming it all the way through May, so you know, <laughs> unless he's going to change it halfway. But yeah, he's on the side, I don't, I don't know if, um, if the end date, if if he knew, I think he just put it out to wh- where he thought he was going to be streaming it to. So I don't know. Um, but yeah, that's going to uh, do it. Uh, Rob, you got anything uh, planned for streaming this week? Uh, streaming? No, I'm trying to get this damn magazine done, guys. Like, <laughs> like so. We're just in that part where I have a window for working, and now we're past that window because uh, partly because I spent time making new versions of sections, and then we're still running behind on some stuff uh, internally. So we're getting that wrapped up, and then I can just uh, hopefully I'll be done with all the graphic design stuff by next weekend. And the only thing left for me to do is the cover art and this little mini comic that'll be in there, and that'll give you guys enough time to edit the magazine. So I'm not I'm not gonna be streaming that. What I will do is I'll be recording me making the layouts for the the the, the cover story we're gonna do, and then I'll obviously record me making the art, and I'll edit together a podcast that we we'll use to promote the issue. We can do like a cool little we did that before, right? Where we talk over and we talk about Panzer Dragon Saga. Yeah, that'll now, be fun. Yeah, I mean, and look, that's the thing too. Uh, you know, I I went back and played it, man. You know. I don't know. I don't know, Chris. I don't know if it if it holds up for me as much as as I remember. You know, I, I never really I, got to play it, so I have no point of reference. It's it's cool, but I don't know if it's as like Burning Rangers holds up. Like I'm like, you can make a new Burning Rangers. Yeah, I take it back. I want Burning Rangers on the Google console. If they can make that. <laughs> Google Google console. It doesn't even sound right. Google console. Google. Google guy, I don't know. You know? <laughs> <laughs> all right, so that, that's all I got to say. I don't want to derail the end of the show. Uh, Marcin, you, did you ever pick a game? By the way, did, did we skip you? Did you? Did for you, pick a game? you want a remade for the Google Google console for the Google Google? I said uh, Ristar or oh, Alex Ristar. Kidd. Okay, all right. Sorry, guys. It's early. It's early. Or nights. You can do nights. Son of a bitch. Nights. Oh God! Don't don't oh, get that started because we'll get we'll play the one on the week. Ass. Wasn't there one on the Wii where you could use the Wii mote where you could move them around? Yeah, uh, yeah I remember that. There was. All right. So, <laughs> all right. Uh, remember, you can go uh, subscribe to Mega Visions uh, at our Patreon. You can go to www.patreon.com/megavisions and you can choose to get either a physical or digital issue of the magazine. We also still have a few uh, physical versions of issue seven. So, if you want to uh, get one of those, you can go to our website at uh, www.megavisionsmag.com. While you're there, you can stop and read all the latest Sega news uh, reviews and coverage that we we post um, in between issues. So um, 
you can go and uh, check out that good stuff. We're always bringing you new Sega content almost every day. And so, Marcin, I think you had a couple news stories that posted up this past week. And I think we have another review, like a retro style review that we're going to publish next week as well. So, good. It's almost a threat, right? We're going to bring you that news. <laughs> you like it or not. up. Open up your sonic hole and we'll uh, <laughs> shove that Sega goodness right up in you. All right. Marcel will post uh, an updated uh, Sonic uh, story for, for yep. the best week. More plot leaks. More plot leaks up until the release of the film. Yes. One time Reddit gets it right, it's this movie. You know oh, what God. I mean? Like, <laughs> like every time I see a Reddit leak, I'm like, that's never correct. It's the one time it's correct, it's this friggin' film. Oh, God. Uh, what if it's the greatest disinformation campaign ever? That it all looks normal. This is all just, they're just doing this. So that when we see the version, we're, we're all super happy and we go see it for certain. Yeah, that's a tactic possible. that my wife uses on me sometimes when she goes out and buys uh, something and she's like, she's like, brings this, all these bags home. And I'm like, oh, how much you spend? She's like, oh, it was $500. And I'm like, what? She's like, oh, I'm just kidding. It was only $200. And so she, it's this like this trick that she uses in my mind. She makes it sound way worse than it really is. And then that way, when she tells me the real number, I'm like, Oh, okay. That's not so bad. This is what Sega's doing. They're saying like, let's throw out this really shitty art and stuff. And then when they see the real thing, they think, Hey, this looks way better. Right. So not so shitty. <laughs> exactly. Hashtag Sega theory. Oh, okay. Sega theory. So. <laughs> All right, guys, that's going to do it for this week's show. We will be back in a couple weeks. See you later. <laughs>